0: Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten this week by UiPath. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in today's episode, we're talking about the importance of leveraging process automation to help federal agencies meet the needs of today's citizens. And we'll look at robotic process automation and how it's helping to offload mundane business tasks so federal employees can focus on more valuable and productive work. We have a distinguished lineup of guests today, including Lou Charlier, Deputy Chief Information Officer and Acting Chief Technology Officer at the U.S. Department of Labor. Lou has more than 30 years of IT experience in federal government and the private sector and has served in the office of the CIO at the Labor Department since 2006. Lou, thanks for joining us and welcome to the program. Thank you. Also joining us is Sunil Madhugiri, Chief Technology Officer at U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Sunil has held a variety of computer engineering positions for a number of companies, including ATT Bell Labs, Sun Microsystems, Oracle, and Salesforce, before joining the U.S. Government Customs and Border Protection Agency. Sunil, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And also here today is Christopher Townsend, Vice President of Federal Sales at UiPath, a leading provider of enterprise robotic process automation tools. Chris has served in a variety of federal business development leadership roles for Bluecoat Systems, Intel Security, and Cisco Systems, and is also an active board member of the DC chapter of AFSIA. Chris, we appreciate your being here. Thank you for having me. Well, government agencies are experiencing unprecedented demands for services these days, and in many ways, the systems and processes those services depend on are struggling to keep up. Fortunately, software automation tools are becoming an increasingly important solution for agencies, not only in keeping up with the needs of today's online citizens, but also to help federal employees use their time more productively. Lou, I'd like to start with you by asking, How would you describe how the Department of Labor has started making substantial use of enterprise automation tools and bots to help your employees and America's employers? Sure. The Department of Labor has a diverse set of missions
2: and work across its 27 sub-agencies. We provide customer-facing services for the American public ranging from claims processing, employment benefits, certifications for temporary work visas, and workplace safety and health inspections, to name a few. A big focus for the OCIO at labor these past few years has been IT modernization, which includes infrastructure upgrades, a migration to cloud-based services and applications, and bolstering our cybersecurity posture. Another major initiative for the department as a whole is shared services, which we've implemented across our HR and procurement functions and are now in the midst of completing for all IT solutions. In February, we announced our partnership with GSA's Center of Excellence to further support our efforts across IT modernization and scalability of enterprise-wide shared services to include hyperautomation. This partnership has allowed us to combine expertise across DOL and GSA to formulate a successful path forward in using hyperautomation technology. We began our use of enterprise-wide hyperautomation by first understanding the business needs of our agencies. We discussed the current challenges our agencies face and then proceeded to create the automation infrastructure to support the development process for addressing these challenges. We first established a governance process and implemented the infrastructure platform to develop and deploy the automation bots. We also instituted a program for employees to be trained on all aspects of RPA with 10 staff already trained and more to come. Overall, the goal is to position the Department of Labor to successfully
0: address the growing demand for automation bots moving forward. Thank you for walking through those details. So, Neil, let me ask the same question. How would you describe how CBP has started to make substantial use of enterprise automation bots to help your agents in the field deal with all the many tasks and reports that they're responsible for?
1: Yes, thank you Wyatt for the question. From CBP's perspective, you know CBP is the largest law enforcement agency within the federal government. We are massive with very diverse needs across the board. And I'll be honest with you, initially when somebody brought to my attention about RPA, I was not pretty really sure how exactly will it help as far our mission is concerned. You know, I come from a deep development background, so I have my own egos. I thought we can pretty much automate and create anything with through software development. Then I started realizing that I call the last mile, and the last mile is a kind of tough place to automate because you know there is a human interaction involved with that, which is using clicks and things like that. So we're looking at reading spreadsheets and all those components which involve human interaction. So what I realized, looking at some demonstrations with uh, some of the RPA software, is that all those components actually can be automated also, so that our officers can do other things, keeping the country safe. As you know, the primary job for a CVP is keeping the border safe to allow legal travel and legal cargo coming into the country. So we pretty much embraced RPA This about two years ago. And I can tell you that our workload for officers has gone down dramatically. We are helping all over the place. As I said, we are a massive organization with 65,000 people. So my goal here is to make sure that across the board, I can take these technologies and give it in the hands of our operators so that they make their life easier and then they can do their job better.
0: Well, I think your point about that last mile is a very interesting one. Let me ask you this, both for Lou and Sunil. Can each of you give some examples of where robotic process automation has specifically helped address workloads at scale? And perhaps, in addition, how it's helped made a difference as employees had to work remotely during the pandemic? Lou, let's start with you on that one. Sure.
2: For the past few months, we've been working in partnership with the GSA Centers of Excellence on a pilot program to automate several processes related to our acquisitions capabilities in the procurement lifecycle. We're aware of a successful IRS use case in which the procurement contract determination process utilized RPA, and they were able to reduce their efforts by 90%, saving an estimated 15,000 full-time employee man hours per year. Similarly, the Department of Labor has initially focused RPA efforts in the acquisition arena. The three bots we're piloting at DOL revolve around the process for selecting vendors who are capable of doing business with the government. Also, we're creating a bot to exercise contract options in a timely fashion. Another bot we're developing is to conduct market research on new products and services. The benefits of these bots are going to be numerous. We utilized our workforce's expertise in creating the bots, reinforcing the value we place on our employees' skill set. These efforts create a professional growth opportunity for our staff to learn about automation and shift the staff to higher value work with less focus on those mundane and repetitive tasks. This will increase the morale and job satisfaction by providing the staff more time to devote to more fulfilling work. It will also increase the accuracy and streamline the workflow processes, resulting in cost savings, operational efficiencies, and enhanced productivity. Working remotely during this pandemic, these bots enable our employees' the ability to vet multiple vendors a lot quicker. This streamlines the procurement process for scaling our IT solutions to support our remote workers. This technology is available to our staff and can process 24 by 7, so it saves time in the processing of the data. Another example at DOL is with the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They use automation for converting text-heavy records into codes for annual work-related injury surveys that are done each year. They collect 300,000 of these surveys annually, and it would take hundreds of hours to code that data collected in those surveys. Now approximately 85% of that workload is automated. It improves the accuracy and saves the analysts and staff time, shifting those staff to focus on higher-value work. Our pilot program for RPA and our procurement division will set the framework, providing a scalable enterprise-wide RPA program and platform for the Department of Labor as a whole.
0: Those are some impressive time savings. Thank you for sharing those. So, Neil, let me ask you the same question. How would you say RPA has helped uh, address workloads at scale at CBP and also maybe helped your employees during the pandemic?
1: Absolutely. Great question. I would divide this into two sections, like a pre-COVID and a post-COVID answer here. What initially I did was when establishing the RPA and, and some of the requirements we had, I created what is called a center of excellence for the whole agency. That kind of helped to bring in some synergies for scalability and also take an advantage of sharing and collaborating within various groups within CVP. So within the pre-COVID days, we were helping various parts of the agency. One example I would say is think about cargo coming into the country and our officers have to do a bunch of reporting and look at multiple spreadsheets and create reports out of that. It's all a massive manual process. So things which take days and days and days in certain cases, what we did was through a bot, we automated the complete process for them. What a bot would do is go and look at hundreds of spreadsheets, collate all the information together, and pretty much create a report for the officer and also their superiors because superiors are keeping a track of every day what what kind of work is going on within the border so because of that we saved i would say hundreds of hours in officers' times and this is because if you scale that up across all the borders within the united states and also the ports along with the airlines pieces you can imagine how much savings we do across the whole country and you know our work is just starting we have a lot more to go but we're very confident as time goes by we'll do a lot more Let me quickly talk about the post-COVID. When the COVID hit, of course, as you can imagine, there was a documented travel ban from various countries in Europe and you know Asia and things like that. So think about notifying all the passengers who don't need to come to the airport because the flights have been canceled. So what we ended up doing was pretty cool stuff with the BARTs so that we can get ahead and inform the airlines that, hey, please do not board the passengers. So of course, that also helps us so so that we don't worry about folks coming in. It's safe and secure. The second piece also is saves money to the airline because if somebody comes to the U.S., they need to be put back on the plane again. It's the airline's cost. So it's a massive effort. And I would say hundreds and hundreds of hours were saved and also millions of dollars were saved. And we also kept the country safe to a certain extent. So I think overall, it's a it's a very positive step. And we are doing more and more as time goes by
0: that's an interesting behind-the-scenes anecdote. Uh, Let me bring Chris Townsend in at this point. Chris, you work with a lot of government agencies. Where do you see federal agencies taking the greatest advantage of RPA? And can you point to some additional success stories where agencies have been able to scale up workloads or improve customer service as a result of using RPA?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Why? We're now in over 70 federal agencies I've been covering federal for uh, over 20 years at various companies. I've never seen a technology that's been as quickly adopted as as this technology and rolled out at scale as quickly as this has been. And and there's a few reasons for that. You know, initially, as Sunil pointed out and Lou, most adoption of RPA starts in back office applications. It starts out in finance and HR and IT services and providing some significant efficiencies and cost avoidance and improved productivity. But we're quickly moving now into the mission side of supporting our agencies. And, And that's where things really. start to get exciting from my perspective is, how we can help enable the mission needs of the agencies, whether it's improving care and service to the veteran at the VA, uh, helping prevent fraud, waste, and abuse in, you know, in Medicare, helping process documents and, and uh, inbound information and calls for Social Security to better service to the retiree population, to help process tax returns for the IRS. There's there's so much that we can do. I really believe we're just getting started in terms of the, the impact that we're having in this technology. And uh, look at the VA, for example. The VA implemented the Mission Act about two years ago that allowed veterans to receive care outside of the VA network. The result of that was a lot of inbound paperwork of patient records that had to be processed by VA employees at each medical center that had to be loaded back into the electronic health record system. And that was creating a a backlog. They weren't able to process all the information, all the paperwork as quickly as it was coming in. They had to repurpose folks out of their day jobs to do that. And it was costing the VA tens of millions a year and slowing the ability of the veterans to get access to that community care program. We've been able to automate a lot of that. We've had a production pilot going on at a few medical centers over the past year and and proved out that we could automate a lot of the ingestion of that data and processing of that information and now the VA is looking to deploy that enterprise-wide. But that's one great example of where we're having a mission impact. And, And there was a number of instances of COVID where we supported agencies like CMS and being able to provide them the ability to monitor the systems that their telecommuters were accessing to make sure that those systems were up and available so folks could be effective in doing their jobs remotely. Or again, the work that we did with Customs and Border Protection and being able to help analyze that data for the passenger manifest and be able to save time for 170 CBP employees that were going to have to do that on their own, be able to use 60 bots to automate that process.
0: Well, finally, gentlemen, looking ahead over the next couple of years, where do you believe your agency or government agencies in general have the biggest practical opportunities for utilizing process automation? Lou, maybe you could tell us what you're seeing on your horizon at the Department of Labor. Sure. Sure. I foresee a multitude of opportunities to use
2: automation at DOL. It's really not a question of if, but when and how soon. I believe the future RPA at the Department of Labor in general is bright. There's a real demand for this technology. All of the sub-agencies with the DOL are committed to their various missions and focused on providing the American workers with the best possible service. Automation can only help the department achieve those goals. IT operations is one area where with a lot of administrative repetitive tasks that can be automated, allowing our technical staff to utilize their expertise on higher value modernization efforts. IT security is another area. We'll use the automation to allow us to stay as secure as possible. We also employ a lot of field investigators that pull in a lot of data that can be automated. We want to be at the forefront of tech. RPA is one of those emerging technologies widely used in the private sector that lends itself well to the federal workspace. Department of Labor aims to position itself as a thought leader in government and offer the best in federal service IT solutions. To achieve this, RPA is one strategy that will help solve some of our most important IT challenges. You know, at the end of the day, improving citizen services by enabling staff to focus on mission work by leveraging technology is a major factor for ensuring our
0: success. And Sunil, what's on the horizon in at Customs and Border Protection?
1: Yeah, we at CBP are super excited of what, what we have done. I would divide this into like two parts to this. One is what we're doing is we're educating. I think education is critical because the way you scale and take advantage of, of scaling out RPA across the agency is by creating what I call as citizen developers. Because the more citizen developers you create, the faster adaption across for RPA will happen. And the second component to this is we're also looking at next generation bots. As you know, bots in general uh, execute a bunch of stuff which you tell them to execute based on certain instructions. But because of machine learning and AI components being built in within the bots now, we can actually predict and do even further analysis. And especially as you know, our, our job is to keep the country safe. We can actually analyze and figure out what can happen in the future? So I'm in the process actually of uh, executing the, uh, the next generation bots, we are hoping to have something very soon to show to our operators and other components within CVP and CS and what they think. But I think overall, uh, on the horizon, I would say is the use cases are endless and limitless because every component you can think about it, where we touch a keyboard, we can automate, right? So that's, that's our end goal. Again, one thing I want to make sure people understand is this is not taking jobs away. But what we are doing is making them more efficient so that they can concentrate on the mission and do less mundane work. So that's the end goal. We are very excited about RPA, and we are hoping to continue working on this.
0: Chris, finally, what's your sense for where government agencies in general have the biggest practical opportunities for RPA? And what would be one piece of advice you would offer to them?
3: Yeah, so... We're just scratching the surface and we're able to do this technology and government. And one of the really fun things for me about being in this space, every time I go meet with a customer, they always are excited to show me a new application for the technology and, and new areas where they're finding, where they're identifying efficiencies and cost savings and really improving the lives of their employees by automating mundane tasks. And you know, I think the application of the technology is just limited by our imagination and, and, and where we can apply it. As we look ahead I look forward to solving some of the really big problems in government. If you look at the hundreds of millions of dollars that go out every year around improper payments around the SNAP program or improper payments through Social Security or Treasury, just because some of our legacy systems don't talk to one another effectively, and we can bridge a lot of that with RPA, we can accelerate digital modernization and help legacy systems migrate into cloud-based systems or into new platforms using RPA in place of people to do a lot of that repetitive work where you're just taking data from one system and loading it into another. Let's free those folks up to better service the constituents of the agencies and get them out of just doing that mindless, repetitive work. The other really exciting thing about the technology is linkage with artificial intelligence and machine learning. If we're looking for practical applications of AI and ML, automation provides that in terms of document understanding, chatbots, image recognition. There's so much that we can do with AI and ML and integrate it into the automation workflows. So my piece of advice is, let's be bold and look at some of the big challenges we've had in government for a long time and where we can solve for inefficiencies and where we haven't thought about applying technology in the past. This is a technology I think we really need to think about first and how we solve some of these problems. Think differently about applying to some of the big inefficiencies and challenges that have existed for a long time, You know things like fraud, waste and abuse and, and others coupled with AI that, that we can really get ahead of and start to solve that are going to yield you know, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars and, and save funds every year.
0: I appreciate those examples, and it really looks like the future is very bright for being able to empower federal employees using RPA to get their work done. I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there for today, though. Lou Charlier, Sunil Madhugiri, and Chris Townsend, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your insights on the growing role of process automation in government. Thank you
2: for the opportunity.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you, what? And thanks to UiPath for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage of IT modernization in government on fedscoop.com and our FedScoop radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in.